Boyd's Noise, the best source for prep information in the region. Bring the noise! Listen, man, it's time to get into it with James Boyd of the NWI Times. It is time to bring the noise. Are you ready for James Boyd? James, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be back on air with you all. Um, obviously, had a great weekend of prep sports, and the show goes on. Oh, yeah. It has to keep rolling. Jay, what's going on with you, bro? How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. I went outside for a little bit, and this rain came on me, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> is, is Noah coming with the boat? What's happening out here? <laughs> so, listen. Let's get into it, fellas. Let's talk about what's going on in the region and how everything's going right now. So, okay, let's just jump into it. James, I saw an article that you wrote. And it's a really interesting article. We're talking about Calumet High School's Dominique Nelson. And I just want to know from that article that you wrote, and if you haven't read it, you need to go and check it out. Do Black Lives Really Matter? Look, man, James, can you talk to the people? Tell them what the interview was about. What was your article about? Yeah, so this was another uh, installment of our open dialogue series that we've been doing. I've done one with uh, Bo Patton over at Merrillville, uh, the Calumet football coach, Rick Good, um, and also uh, Colin Flack. Hours, who is a graduate of Andran and now plays basketball at Goshen College. Um, and it's basically giving them an opportunity to uh, talk about things uh, outside of sports um, and what's really going on in our country and maybe how sports and the social injustice in our country overlap. And so I reached out to Dominique Nelson with everything going on with Jacob Blake. Uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook, saw him make a few comments, and I just reached out like, hey, coach, you know, if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to talk about this and, you know, and, and kind of, you know, have your voice uh elevated in a sense i'd love to do an interview with you and then uh, these type of interviews um basically i just take out all of my questions clean up whatever he said and then put it in like this long form uh stream of thought type of uh, uh piece and so it's basically him in his own words i mean it's very simple to put together the hard part is just making sure you ask questions that matter and, and that will elicit some type of answer that you know may be uh deeper than than, than the normal you know who scores how many points type of questions so uh, we talked about some real stuff, talked about Jacob Blake. Um, we talked about how his uncle is uh, Craig Hodges, who was an act athlete activist way before it became as popular as it is now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought it was a really uh, good piece and a, and a really good way to kind of highlight how, you know, as the first black coach at Calumet, um, how he's dealing with this stuff that's going on, the conversation he's had with his players, not only now, but since he's been there. And um, I'm always happy to, you know, discuss things that matter a little bit more than the scoreboard. You know, James, we live in a really unique area, I believe. We we, we live, especially this this Highland, Griffith, Munster, uh, Gary, these type of areas right here where you have two diverse types of groups um, mm -hmm. who live and occupy in the same place. And you're not, it's not uncommon to see them mixing, even though, uh, Sometimes they really don't socialize. With these first coming up, like like with, with the hiring of the first African-American coach at Calumet, is this a watershed moment that we're seeing happening now that um, in areas that were predominantly you wouldn't see black coaches uh, at all, we could get opportunity to run programs like that? Are we starting to see now that, that we see a, a turning point where these um, black coaches in the area or black people, period, are going to start getting a opportunity to let what they know shine. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it it, it depends on you know because he's been there for a while. Dominique's mean, been there for a couple of years. Led him to a sectional championship in 2018. Yeah. Um, and I think it comes with 
being comfortable in your position and being supported by your higher ups. Like I know the AD over at uh over at Calumet, she loves Dominique and, I, and he's well respected not only by her but everyone he works with, um yeah. as a teacher and as a coach. And I, and I can say the same thing about Bo Patton at Merrillville, and I can say the same thing about you know uh, Larry Moore over at Hammond and Larry Upshaw over at Twenty First, like these are guys that are high character guys, you know, I think they hang their hat on being men of character before they're being good basketball coaches. So when they have the opportunity to speak or to uh, kind of step into these roles as head coaches, um, I don't think there's any doubt that they're qualified for and they're, they're needed for those positions. I don't know if it's a watershed moment in the sense that we'll see more of it, but um, personally as a, as a black reporter, as much as I try to um, highlight everyone in the region, I'm definitely going to keep in the back of my mind, uh, even Chris Bugs, I'm sorry, over at Westside, don't want to leave him yeah. out. Um, I, I want to make sure that those guys have an opportunity to speak on the things that affect their kids, frankly, probably more than others. Um, you know, I don't know how many conversations are being had about Black Lives Matter, things like that, at schools that don't have a lot of black athletes. And I'm not, I'm not um, uh, denoting, I mean, or denouncing anything they're doing. Yeah. At the other schools, I mean, I'm sure there's don't get me wrong. I have, I have a tons of coaches out here that that do great work and um, teach their kids kids good quality. But obviously, it's a little more uh, it hits closer to home when you know the issues that we're fighting for in this country or fighting against rather um, affect your kids differently than others. So um, I think that's why it's important to talk to Dominic Nelson about these things because you know he told me you know I've, I've had players be called the N word yeah. you know in games. I don't know how many white coaches with white players can say that. They can't. So yeah. it, it's different to, to try to get them that opportunity to speak on this stuff. And honestly, again, there's going to be backlash. Like even I've received it. I've gotten, uh, you know, text messages, not text messages, but uh, DMs and tweets and voicemail messages telling me I'm a terrible writer. I need to quit. And every time I open a sports section, I'll see it's Black Lives Matter. You can let somebody else talk about that, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, like kind of like Chris Weber said last week, you know, if not now, then when? It's never yeah. going to be comfortable to the person who doesn't think we deserve to have our voices heard. So I'm trying to do my best to, you know, highlight the region athletes, highlight the wins and losses, but also to talk about the things that affect our athletes off the court and off the field. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Had you received any um, pushback? Because I know you've been um, really hitting this subject hard, and it needs to be hitting hard. Especially, and, and, and in this area, is really not noted for having that being done in in the scale like it's being, especially in coming from from the uh, from the newspaper section. Um, I was just wondering with that, how does that make you feel when you get? Um, pushback from some of these articles that you, that you're that you're writing. Are you were you surprised by it? Um, was it was it something that you expected? Just um, just flesh that out a little bit for me. I, I just want to get your viewpoint on, on how you were feeling about that when you got those we got those uh that that type of uh feedback. Yeah, so it's it, it's to be expected, honestly. So whenever I do uh, a, a, a column or I do one of these open dialogues, do something that kind of uh, uh, strays away from sports. Like, it's of course, sports is usually um, included in these pieces, but they're not the focal point. Yeah. And um, I, I expect more feedback because of that, because it usually gets people that don't care about sports, frankly, to read it. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to point out that while I'm getting a lot of uh, crazy messages, I guess for every, you know, six or seven crazy messages I get, I'll get one from someone who says, hey, I get times every day. I, I never read the sports section, but this headline grabbed my attention. I appreciate you for saying this perspective. You know, I, I am a white person. I, I, I didn't see this this way. Or, and, you know, I'm glad I read this. I'm glad I learned something. So for me, it's like, uh, as far as how it makes me feel, uh, yeah. honestly, it doesn't make me feel uh, bad. <laughs> it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. 
Um, I think it's funny when someone who, quite honestly, is racist uh, messages me and, and tells me, you know, that they hate what, what I wrote and they hate that I have my job and they hate that I have this opportunity to write about these things. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if you were mad enough to read this entire thing, uh, you know, good for you. Like, you couldn't put it down. You were so mad at me that you kept reading and felt the need to message me and tell me to stop doing it. So it's almost like I'll wait for that next time to write something else, not to incite them, but honestly, just keep hammering home that point that, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. I think it also, uh, in, in, in a much smaller scale, it's what these athletes deal with. You yeah. know, everyone loves me when I'm writing articles about their grandchildren, their daughters, their sons, and their teams and their former schools. But then when I write about something that affects me and the kids that look like me, then all of a sudden there's this pushback. So it's almost like stay, stay, just focus on sports. Like, you know, I had a guy tell me, hey, I don't even know the scores from the football, uh, what happened over the weekend with football, and you're telling me about Black Lives Matter. And it's like, I covered the Maryville and Holbrook game. I gave you a new top 10. I covered uh, Valparaiso and Chester girls soccer. You know, I've given you features about, you know, uh, girls golf, girls soccer, all since the fall sports have started up. And now you're telling me, you know, uh, oh, I haven't seen this stuff, which is just not true. Yeah. So I, I think for me, it, it, it's like I'm doing something right. I, I think for it, it was probably uh, a little scary when I first started because it's like, man, like the, the love ain't as real as you think it is. But yeah. for me, it's like as long as I know, uh, you know, I, I'm doing right by the people that I write about, the community that I cover. Um, and as long as my, you know, my mama can look at me and tell me she loved me and she proud of me, then everything is all good. You know, let's talk about something that's all good. And we started a new segment last week called The Wrap. And it's just a rebuttal. We're just reprising what's going on. But let's do an overview of the past week in the region in prep sports. So this is week two. So let's go over that. So that those who said they didn't get the information, they can get it also <laughs> from the system. And we're making sure we're giving them the scores, the highlights. Let's do the wrap, and let's talk about what happened in week two of prep sport. Yeah, so I'll start off with football. We had some a really big matchup that I went to. It was at Hobart at the Brickyard. I love going there. It's a great stadium, great atmosphere. And we saw Merrillville uh, take down the Brickies. It was 23-7. to um, the game was closer than the score indicated, honestly. Um, it was about, it was 23 to seven with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and Hobart scored on a touchdown run, but then they, they got it called back because of an illegal formation, which I mean, looking back at it, it probably didn't affect the play at all. And it's one of those things where you just have to get it right. And if they score right there and get a two point conversion, they're, they're one possession, they're in a one possession game with eight minutes left in the game. Um, and, and long story short, they go on, got the penalty, got the touchdown called back. And then eventually, uh, interception on fourth and six at the goal line uh, which basically sealed the game so it was a good game I think both defenses for those programs are really really good and I think that both of those teams uh, have a very good shot at, at making it to Lucas Oil Stadium honestly in November so we'll see how that plays out we also had some other games uh, and Dran beat Lake Central 28 to 0 Kentucky Valley is 2-0 and for the first time since 2015 they won 45 to 7 over Wheeler um, Wall beat Portage 37-19, uh, running back Joey Hewer had five rushing touchdowns in that game. Uh, Michigan City's looking like they're really good this year. After a down year last year, they won 41-21 over Warsaw. And uh, we had a couple other games who I won't go through them all, but uh, for the people out there who they said they didn't see it, you know, you can check it all out on, on our website, uh, nwitimes.com. But, yeah, it was, it was a big weekend. And then in girls' soccer, I covered uh, uh, Chesterton at Valpo, and Valpo beat Chesterton – uh, I believe it was five to one, and uh, Sophia Jamie scored four goals 
in that rivalry game. She's a junior uh, uh, short girl, and, and honestly, as fierce as they come, she was a great interview after the game, and um, and obviously a great player. So uh, I put a lot of money last week, and I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It sounds like it was a great time. So everybody who's gotten now their information, now you know. Now you're up on what's going on in the region with prep sports. And now we can say that James has done his job efficiently and sufficiently <laughs> by giving the people what they need to know. But there is one thing that we got to do, and that is bring the noise. We've got to talk about who are your outstanding athletes of the week. Who are those players that excel in the classroom and outside of the classroom? Yeah, so I'll start with my girls athlete of the week. Um, I'm sorry, last week I didn't do a girls and boys, but I'll start doing girls and boys from here on out. But my girls athlete of the week would definitely be uh, Sophia Jamie from Valparaiso. Like I said, she scored four goals against Chesterton, which is the other top team in the area. Um, and, and I mean, it was a 1-1 game uh, with about 20 minutes left to play. And then she kind of just took over and scored, I believe, three goals in, in like the last 20 minutes of the game and basically put it out of reach. So um, she's, a, she's a stud. Um, and the funny thing about it is she was so good that she usually played club soccer instead of playing for the high school. Wow. And what happened was, uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic, she played her club soccer in Illinois, and that got shut down. So she came out for a high school team for the first time and, you know, is, is obviously one of the best players on the team. And, and, and it kind of worked out where uh, Valpo benefited from the coronavirus pandemic in the sense that they got a really good player that obviously, uh, I mean, in other words, wouldn't have played for them. So it was cool to see her get an opportunity to play the sport she loves, and she played very, very well. And then on the boys' side, I would have to say JoJo Johnson, who – Maybe in the running, he's from uh, Maryville. He's a do-it-all star, Cincinnati commit. Um, he's also got an offer from Purdue. Uh, so, you know, you know, I'm sure other schools will probably offer him. But he's a, he is just one of those players in football where you just get him the ball any way you can. Um, he does kickoff returns from Maryville. Uh, he does punt returns. He does wide receiver. He lined up in the Wildcats this past week and scored two touchdowns rushing. Um, and then he also had the, the game winning deflection like uh on that goal line stand where he tipped the pass to uh avion, avion marjorie who intercepted the the, the final pass for uh, for hobart and basically sealed the game so um it was a it was a heck of a performance for him just because uh he does so many things for maryville and he he, he never looks tired and he keeps everything in line i mean you have to remember your defensive assignments your special team assignments your running back assignment wildcat i mean he just keeps it all in his head you know i guess organized and he's a stud i mean that kid uh, I would say is in the early running for our player of the year award uh, wow. offensively. So he's a man. I'm, I'm telling you all, he is must see TV whenever, you know, you see him on the field, I'll probably catch them again. They're going to play uh, crown point at home this Friday. Um, that's always a really good game. I don't care what anybody says crown point can have anybody on that team and they play Maryville well. So it'll be a good uh, matchup again. And we'll see if uh, Maryville can kind of, I guess, you know, keep their keep their season going, keep rolling to see if Joseph Johnson can keep it going. But I mean, the kid is just unreal. He is uh he's good. He's good. Sounds good, James. You know, James, uh, I don't know if you want to scoop your own column, but I hear <laughs> <laughs> I hear possibly there, there there might be a few guys who might be getting school paid for. I don't know if you want to expound <laughs> on that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course I will. Uh, I'll give you guys, I guess, the scoop. Um, but no, it's it's nothing. That nobody who uh, who follows these guys uh, closely wouldn't know. But just to bring it to the attention of the the, the region as a whole, um, I checked in with Jalen Washington from Westside, uh, who's uh, obviously a top twenty uh, recruit 
in the nation. Um, yeah. You know, he's got offers from Louisville, Alabama, um, and most recently got an offer from Stanford. Um, a really, really good kid. Um, has had some injuries throughout his first two years of high school. So, you know, he's uh, getting healthy and back, doing, back to doing some on-court activities. Hasn't been cleared uh, fully just yet, but he's on track to be uh, 100% for when the season starts and hopefully we get a, you know, a, a basketball season. And then his teammate, Kamari Peterson, he's going to be a senior uh, point guard. He's just got an offer from Valparaiso recently. And obviously, anytime uh, Valpo's uh, offering somebody that's local, you definitely want to try to get that in the paper just yeah. to, you know, bring some attention to the Valpo fans and kind of get that buzz up. He's a, he's a really good kid. Um, kind of a, a stronger guard, 6'1", 190. Yeah. Um, so he's a, he's a, he's a, he can kind of bully people, honestly, he, he, but he can also shoot it. So I'm excited for him. I think he's one of those kids that uh, probably would have had a couple more offers had there been like a normal AAU season type yeah. of thing. But even then, he got to play a little bit um, with Indiana Elite and, and helped. And I think some more, school, more schools might be chiming in soon. Um, but he's a, he's a stud as well. And then also uh, Christopher Mantis, he cut his list down to uh, six schools. I know um, Drake is in that discussion um, uh, as far as Valpo as well, um, Purdue-Fort Wayne, um, UIC, Appalachian State, and um, Ball State. So he's, uh, he's another kid that had a bunch of offers. Um, and he's narrowed his list down. So I'll be talking to him probably a little bit later to figure out, um, you know, when he wants to make his decision. Um, and then also you got Keon Thompson from Merrillville. He's got an offer from NIU recently, which is where uh, the great, I can say that now because he's done with his college career, but the great Eugene German went where he's, all, he's the NIU all-time leading scorer, the former uh, uh, 21st century guard. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, that, that kid can score, and it's kind of funny that Keon got an offer from NIU because he's kind of cut from that same class where they can both just light it up. Um, so those are some guys. I'll probably check in with a couple of Hammond guys, too. I know that Daryl Reed, uh, the big man, got a couple of Division One offers, and also uh, uh, Harold Woods uh, got a couple of offers as well. So um, there's a lot of guys around the region. I also got to mention uh, Cameron Yernigan, who graduated from uh, uh, 21st Century uh, this past year. He's going to uh, Bosco Preps in Crown Point for a year, uh, but he's also already received his first division one offer from Cleveland State. Uh, really athletic big man. So all that will be in my article. But again, you guys get it first because I love you. And um, <laughs> as always, I was telling, I was dunking with them now. I said, man, it's the first of the month. I got to pay my car note. Got to pay my my student loans and things like that. And I told him like, you know, you'll love yourself so much more for grinding it out and getting that free education. And I'm always happy for anybody. Um, in the region to get a free education regardless of their dreams of going to the league, which I really, really hope, you know, you can go on and make money professionally. But, you know, with that free degree, you're already a leg up and on your way to being a successful young man and young woman. So I'm always happy for them. It's always a good thing when you get to get young people free money so they can play. And as you mentioned, some of those players, Indiana Elite, you know, some of those AAU programs produce some of the best product that you get. And I'm happy to see regional kids being recruited, which is something that in the past wasn't always a, a major priority. And a fact in the fact that they're being recruited by schools within the area, I think that's going to be one of the bigger keys for them having that fan base that will extend in the region. But before we get ready to get out of here, we've got to ask you, because of your final thoughts, and we've talked about it, we talked about it last week, not just the Black Lives Matter movement, but what are your thoughts about your Black life as it matters 
in relationship to your profession and who you are as a person in the community? Yeah, I think for me, it's all about um, using my platform whatever way I can to create some sort of positive change. Like um, one of my little sayings, I always do my little Instagram videos and check in and try to just share my thoughts because I always got a bunch of thoughts going on. And for me, uh, I try to live just transparently and uh, be vulnerable and let people know what's going on in my life. Some people don't want to live like that, but that's me. I think that's what helps me uh, stay authentic and stay genuine. Uh, I feel like God sees everything anyway, so I might as well share what, share whatever I got with the world too. Um, so I always say at the end of these little videos, you know, love and light, and that's all I try to do is spread love and light. So um, whether that's me fighting for uh, black rights, uh, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, um, for me, you can have all your opinions you want, but you can't deny people uh, their human rights. That's just what it is. I I, I say all the time, like I love my profession. I love uh, journalism. I think in journalism specifically, you have to have people that, uh, you know, who are writing about those um, that they can relate to. Um, you know, oftentimes in this industry, we don't have a lot of black writers, a lot of black producers, a lot of black people in the newsroom in general. Um, I can tell you right now, I, I believe I am the only black man that I uh, that works full time at the time. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like I've been going there for going on two years now. Uh, I'll be two years on the fourth um, officially, and every time I go in there, I have not. I've yet to see uh, another black man working there. Seriously, um, you know, we have a photographer here and there, but I don't. I don't know if anyone else. Um, they would have to literally just show me. Um, and I think you know it's big for me to remember that while I have this opportunity to tell stories, um, that I make sure that my people get represented the right way. Um, sometimes you. I'm not blaming anybody in the newsroom for this, but it's like you can't know that something is an issue or that something is worth covering if you don't understand where people come from, or what they're going right. through. So uh, that's how I look at it. I know I'm only 24, but I got big dreams, big goals. And, and for me, it's just all love. Like I tell the kids all the time, like um, even the coaches, uh, you know, whether it's good, bad or ugly, I'll always be fair. Um, and, and for the most part, I'm never going to seek out some negative story about a kid or a team. Uh, even when a team loses or gets blown out, I'm never going to bash that team or bash that player that had made a mistake. It, it's to me, for me, it's all love. Like I want them to succeed, want them to feel good about themselves. And, I, and honestly, it's like you know, you only get so much time to be a high school athlete. And for a lot of them, like me, you're done after high school. That's it. So if I can do anything to kind of help them remember that moment, get that one article for them or that one article for their family, uh, I'm all for it. So again, uh, love and light is all I try to spread. So my mom, my dad, my grandma talk. So I think that uh, I try to do a good job of it. Not perfect, obviously, but every day I'm trying to get better. And um, I want the same for those around me. It's always sad when we got to leave because it always seems like we got so much to talk about and so little time <laughs> to do it in. But I know you got to get ready to do the James Boyd things because you're a special kind of guy. You're out there living the life and living your best life, man. So we know we got to let you go. We know we got to let you go. But listen, man, we want to thank you for coming on. We enjoy you, and we've had so much fun. And you're listening to The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. And this is Boyd Noise, the best source for prep information in the region. Bring the noise! Did you know that you can listen to Iron Skillet Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor? It's easy. Look for Iron Skillet Sports or hashtag Skillet underscore sports for our latest episodes. We are Iron Skillet Sports. Look, man, I need a place to stay, Jay. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Call me off guard, you know. <laughs>
Okay, let's try this again, my friend. I was about to say, if all your money's spent and you can't pay the rent, <laughs> then you don't, don't call. But if you got an extra change and you need a place to stay, you know, get right around the way. You know what I'm saying? Get on, here, get on over here to die. Thomas over here. All right. Because I don't know the number, man. You got to say the number. I don't know the number. Need a place to stay? Call Diana Thomas at 219-230-3352. That's Diana Thomas, 219-230-3352. 20 years, man, in the business of written apartments. She must know what she's doing because she got me in mind. Y'all need to give her a call, baby. Hey, if y'all need a place to stay, she's the one to make it happen. That's 219-230-3352. CNA Auto Repair and Towing, 93 East Main Street, Chicago Heights, Illinois. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 708-758-2855. Complete auto and collision repair at CNA Auto. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.